Hey girl, hey, it's your host V-Baby. What's up? I wanted to personally welcome and thank you for tuning into the Golly Girl Talk podcast. This is the podcast where you will find raw and unfiltered conversation regarding a variety of real life topics ranging from depression, generational curses, relocation, relationships, you name it, you've been through it. We're discussing it here each week. And here is the deal. We will be applying scripture to each and every topic. My goal is to show you how to let the Bible be the governing factor of your life so that you may experience the supernatural peace and joy God created us all to live in. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. What's up, Godly Girls? Welcome back to the Godly Girl Talk podcast. It is your host, Valora. I am so happy to be back with you guys once again. Um, I truly, truly enjoy being used by the Lord in this space, in this capacity, and um, I don't take it lightly. I hope that you all are having a great week. Um, This podcast actually, or this episode of the podcast will actually drop uh, right at 7 p.m. if I do my timing right um, on this. And I'm also doing something different, y'all. So pray with me, um, pray for me. I am also recording uh, the visual part of the podcast now. So I actually just got done uh, walking and yeah, my hair looking crazy right now. I'm oily, all that. But I just want to uh, be able to put out consistent content. And so I noticed that a lot of podcasters are uh, recording their content as well as uh, recording the video uh, portion of it, as well as the audio. So I just wanted to... um, jump in and see how that will work for golly girls. So we'll see how it goes. But today we are going to be talking on the topic of conviction, conviction, right? So what is conviction? Y'all already know I like to go and define uh, whatever the topic is. I like to go and find a good definition so we can all be on the same page, right? So conviction is the act of convincing a person of error, error, Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit produces conviction in us as believers, right? So conviction for us is not merely a feeling. Um, And a lot of people, you know, feel wrong about different things that they do that they know that is not right, right? But, or that they know they shouldn't do rather, but that is not conviction, right? Because conviction comes from the Holy Spirit. And in order for you to have the Holy Spirit, Thank you, Lord. In order for you to have the Holy Spirit, you have to believe in Jesus Christ. You have to be a believer, right? So atheists who just feel bad about what they're, you know, what they've done wrong and they go and apologize, that is not conviction. That is them just feeling bad for something that they know they should not do. That is what they will call their conscience, right? Um, Although, you know, we as believers believe that God has put his heart into every human being. So they do um, have that moral compass that comes from God. Right. But conviction for us as believers brings out the truth about our wrongs and rebukes us for our sins. Right. So as a believer, I can't sit on conviction when the Holy Spirit convicts me. And I'll take that back. At this level in my walk with Christ, I can't sit on conviction. However, in times before when I was being convicted uh, in my spiritual journey, there were times that I definitely ignored. And even now, times that I know that I've ignored and it'll weigh heavy on me, right? So when you are really and truly walking with Christ, you want to honor God with your life. You want to please God. You want God to be glorified in your life. You have to live upright before him. 
Um, because in order for him to use you, you have to live a right before him. And when you're walking around with conviction and you're ignoring it as a believer, as a believer that's walking with the Lord faithfully and intentionally, that thing begins to weigh heavy on you. And you begin to like carry around like this heavy weighted jacket on your shoulders. And you know that you carrying something that you shouldn't be carrying. And that is oftentimes that conviction that God, the, God, the Holy Spirit has given you about a sin um, in your life, but you have not addressed it. You have not brought it to him, right? Conviction is God's way uh, of inviting us to a restored relationship with him, right? Because sin separates us from God, right? But Jesus came and died so that we would no longer be separated from God, right? So you know, you hear the saying that Jesus removed the veil, right? Because there was a separation between us and God, but Jesus removed that. Um, a lot of a lot of believers don't like Christ, uh, don't like conviction. Uh, they believe that conviction just makes them feel like they're, um, you know, never doing anything right. When actually conviction is really good for us because God says in his word, he disciplined those who he loves. So anytime that I feel like I'm walking this Christian walk and I'm smooth and I don't have no problems and I'm good with God and I ain't falling short in no form or fashion, I have to check myself, right? Because I know that I'm a sinner saved by grace, right? And the Bible says that I fall short daily, right? So if there is not any conviction in my heart, then I might just be ignoring uh, a conviction that I am getting in my spirit, right? Because God disciplined those who he loves. So if he disciplined those who he loves, then if he's not disciplining you, what does that mean, right? If God is not disciplining you, if he is not uh, speaking to you about a certain sin or a certain thing that you're doing wrong, then you need to check yourself because that may mean that you have been separated from God, from something that you have done. It's not God. It's not ever God. It's, it's always us, period, right? Um, if you open the scripture, you open the word of God. Yes, the word of God is encouraging. It truly is for the believer because it gives us hope. It lets us know the promises that God has for us. It lets us know how much God loves, loves us, right? But it also convicts us, right? The word of God convicts me every time I open it. There is something in there in a scripture that I'm reading that I am not doing uh as i should and that convicts me it's like man you know but it does not convict me to the point of condemnation there's a difference between conviction and condemnation and actually that's going to be my topic for the next episode uh it's going to be condemnation because i don't want us to get those two mixed up conviction comes from the holy spirit right condemnation comes from satan and i'm not going to talk too much about condemnation like i said because i'm going to talk about that on the next episode um the Holy Spirit is always convicting of us of our sins. Why? Because God cares for us and he wants us to please him, right? And in order for God to really use us, we have to be in right standing with him because if we're not in right standing with God, we won't be able to really hear exactly what he is speaking to us because sin will be blocking us. Sin will be holding us down. There's a scripture, and I can't remember where it comes from right now, but it says that... Um, we need to break free from the sin that is holding us down. Like we have freedom from sin. We are no longer in bondage to sin, but we can put ourselves back in bondage of sin if we continue to live a sinful life. There are some people right now um, 
and Lord, convict them and let them not ignore it, Lord. Um, but there are some people that are walking in conviction right now, but they're ignoring it, right? And you know, and I'm going to talk about what you do after you're convicted, because some people are like, okay, I get convicted. What do I do with it? Right. Um, because it's not being taught, uh, in the church. Right. Um, so for me, some of my daily prayers, um, is Lord, show me Valora, show me me because God knows us better than any other person knows us, right. Better than we know ourselves. Yes. My mama had me, but she don't know me like God know me. Yes, my mama have seen some of my character uh, characteristics and my traits and different things that I do and my quirks and all those, you know, evil things about me. She's seen a lot of that, but only God knows what's in Valora's heart, right? My mom says a lot of time, you've always had a good heart. I don't necessarily believe that, but that's what my mom has witnessed of her child. And then honestly, my mom could be somewhat biased in her wanting me to have a good heart because guess what? I'm her child and she is flesh, right? So no one wants to say that their child has a bad heart. No one wants to say that. No parent wants to say that. Why? Because they love their children. And they want their children to be great people, right? Um, so like I said, one of my daily prayers is, Lord, show me me. God, break my heart for what breaks your heart. Because at, the, at, at, at that point, when you say, God, break my heart for what breaks your heart, sin breaks God's heart, right? Sin breaks his heart terribly, right? Why? Why do we know that? Why do I say that so confidently? Because he separates himself from the very people that he loved, that he created, that he gave this entire world to. He separates himself from them through sin. That means he hates sin. He hates it, right? He hates sin. And he had to send Jesus Christ, a blameless person, to come and die on the cross so that sin can be broken off of his children, right? So I pray that prayer, God, break my heart for what break yours. Also, creating me a clean heart. That scripture that comes from the book of Psalms. Uh, creating me a clean heart, oh God, and renew a right spirit within me. God is the only one that create can create a clean spirit and a right heart within me. Um, a clean heart, rather. A clean heart and a right spirit. He is the only one that can can do that for me, right? So I pray to him and I ask him to do that, right? And I have to follow what he tells me to do um, after that. Purge me, oh God, with hyssop and I shall be clean. Hyssop is like this strong chemical um, that it's like, like we'll just say like bleach, right? We all know what bleach does, right? Bleach will dye you out, right? It will change the color of your skin, period. Michael Jackson. Okay, but yes, um, purge us, Lord God. Purge us in your spirit, oh God, so that we shall be clean, Lord God. It says that Jesus Christ, um, has made us pure as snow, has made us white as snow, right? Um, and I always say, y'all, um, conviction is, it, it, it breaks you. It definitely does break you. I don't want to get on here and act like conviction feels great and we should just be, oh, you know, happy that we're being convicted. Absolutely not. Conviction hurts, bro. And sometimes I myself get frustrated. I'm just like, man, I'm trying to walk with you. I'm trying to do this. I'm trying to do that. And then I have to take a step back. Wait a minute. Are you leaning on God 
for your transformation? Are you leaning on God for, for him to do the great work that he has said he's going to do in your life? Or are you trying to do it on your own? Because that in itself is a sin. Because if you could do it on your own, then there will be no need for Jesus Christ. So we know that is a lie. You cannot do it on your own. So that's when I have to tell myself, you, you know, conviction is good for me. Conviction is amazing, right? Because what if God was not convicting me? How far would I get in my sin and think that I'm so, uh, you know, righteous and, and I'm living a life of sin and going to bust hell wide open? Like, no, that's one thing I don't want to do. That is one reason why I go out and I preach the gospel is because I don't want people to bust hell wide open. I know that hell is a hell is hell for a reason and there will be people there. But my goal that I believe that God has given me is to make sure that there is as less people in hell as possible. I don't want anybody that has come in the path of Valora Thomas to not experience the presence of God and not know the gospel of Jesus Christ. I don't want that. Why? Because it's life or death, period. It's just like I've given this example before. It's just like, um, and I'll give a different example. It's just like if I was a, uh, I don't know, a biopsy specialist. I don't know. That's probably called something. But a person who looks at a biopsy or a doctor, a cancer doctor, let's just say I'm a cancer doctor. And I get the biopsy of this person who has stage four cancer based off of this biopsy. It says this person has stage four lung cancer. I just throw the biopsy out like, mm, that don't really mean nothing. Uh, yes, ma'am. The biopsy is a test that is done on a certain area of the body to see exactly what a specific spot or mass or whatever it is, is. It's to define that, to tell you what exactly it is. So why would I throw that out and say it doesn't mean anything? This could mean life or death for this person. This person could die if I not share this information with them and they don't start treatment as soon as possible. Same thing with the gospel. If I don't preach the gospel, if I don't, if you don't share with Jesus Christ with people and they miss out on that opportunity, they could go to hell. Do you understand the weight of what we've been called to do? The Bible says, go out and make disciples in the name of Jesus Christ. That is a commandment for us. That's heavy. Everybody's always asking, what's my purpose? What's my purpose? That is your purpose. That is your purpose. And I've done an episode on purpose before. So I'm not going to go into detail about that. So go back and listen to it. But our ultimate purpose in this life is to go and make disciples in the name of Jesus Christ, period. Now, your calling is how you go about discipling. You may have a ministry uh, that goes out and, you know, meets people's needs through, uh, you know, meet people. Um, their their uh their needs for like necessities water and food and all these type of things or you may help people um help women to build a relationship with god that's your way of making disciples um you may go out and you know minister in the streets or whatever whatever it is that god has called you to do that is tied to the ultimate purpose of matthew 28 and 19 go and make disciples whatever it is that god has given you a calling for speaking writing singing it is to make disciples in the name of jesus christ period right and so i don't know how i got on that y'all lord help me jesus but anyways um conviction is good for us right there is beauty in brokenness right and so what do we do after we're convicted? What do we do after God has convicted us of our sin? 
first thing we want to do is go to God and pray and, and confess our sins to him. God, I realize that I lied. I realize that I gossiped. Lord, I realize that I ran that red light and I know the laws of the land. I realized that I was speeding God. I realized that I had hatred in my heart towards that person, God. I realized, Lord God, that um, I didn't, I didn't do my work right. I didn't submit my notes on time, God. I realized that I, whatever it is that you've done, the, the sin that you've committed, you go to God and you confess that. And God, just let's let him know, God, I thank you for convicting me of this sin, oh God. I know that I'm a sinner saved by your amazing grace, oh God. Please, Lord God, I repent from my wicked ways, Lord God. Help me to turn and live for you, oh God. I need you to show me step by step. I need you to guide me, Lord God. Let your Holy Spirit fill me so that I may live according to your spirit, God, that I will be led by your spirit. Light my path, Lord God. Illuminate my path so that I can see the way to go, Lord God, and help me, oh God, to go that way. And even if you want to take it a bit further, like I do, drag me, Lord God, drag me to your purpose, Lord God, because sometimes my flesh might get to me, but Lord God, I want to go the way you want me to go. So when my flesh is acting up, Lord God, cause that thing to cease, Lord God. If you got to drag me by these little dreads, I got, take me on, Lord God, because I want to live for you. No matter what my flesh is saying, no matter how my flesh might be acting in this moment, Lord God, I call that thing to, to, to cease and to die. Help me to starve it, Lord God. Help me to crave your word so that I may live by it, Lord God. Help me to meditate on your word day and night so I may live it, Lord God, so that I may obey you, Lord God. Give me your heart, Lord God. Give me your ears. Give me your mouth, Lord God, so your tongue, so that I speak those things that you would have me to speak, oh God. God, you know, y'all, conviction is beautiful y'all it's 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 brokenness but it's so beautiful because brokenness before god is restoration when you go before god and you are broken let me tell you let me tell you i have had some broken times before god i have them quite often where i am completely and utterly broken and i feel like even in this moment y'all i'm just being completely transparent as you know a few of my uh content uh, a few of the creators that I watch on YouTube, uh, one of them, his name is Ruslan. He said, I'm going to keep it a buck. I'm going to keep it a buck with y'all right now. I feel like I'm getting to that place of brokenness in, uh, before God now because of how I'm carrying so many different things. I'm doing so many different things. And listen, they are all ministry and they're all good things. But listen, that is not what God has called me to a life of heaviness. He wants me to walk in what he has called me to walk in. And, and I will still be able to experience him in a, in a precious and a sweet way. But I can't do that because I'm running so much, right? And so I even feel it in my body that there's going to be a shutdown that's going to have to happen. And in that shutdown, I thank God for how he's going to shut me down, that he won't allow me to burn out or he won't allow me to crash out, but he will stop me in my tracks and, and allow something to happen in my life where I would have to slow down. And even now, I don't even want that to happen. I want to be able to recognize it like I'm doing now and say, hey, stop. God, show me where I need to, do I need to take off work? Do I need to pull back from this job? Or do I need to pull back from that job? Or do I need to pull back from my ministry? Because sometimes you have to pull back from even the things that you are being called to do. Because if you are not walking with God and not in the presence of God and spending time with him, you cannot do those things effectively. 
Brokenness is what brings us to God. So brokenness is good for us. Let me tell you about the time that I was broken uh, recent in 2019. I was down to my lowest. I was skin and bones. I didn't want to eat. I didn't want to. I, I just felt terrible on the inside. I was completely crashed on the inside. I had nothing to hold on to. And I said, how come I know a God who is able to do all things, who is you know, full of joy and love and peace, but I have none of that. How am I serving this God who has all these things, but then I don't have them. I had to check me because it wasn't God. I had to check me, but my brokenness, y'all don't hear me. My brokenness is what brought me to God. If I had not come to that broken space, I probably would have never sought God. I, I wouldn't have sought God in that season, right? I hear people all the time, oh, that breakup, or um, I got I got cancer, or I got sick, my child got sick, or my child is acting up in school, or my my spouse is acting up, or um, you know, all these different things. I'm having anxiety, I'm having depression, all these things broken, all all examples of brokenness, right? That is when they turn to God. I always tell people, anytime that you're in a broken space, you are in a great space. Because when you're in a space where you're not recognizing what God is trying to do in your life, you're missing all the signs, that's a bad place. And I've been there as well, right? I've been there as well. Um, conviction is, you know, like I said, y'all, conviction is amazing. Um, and we need to thank God for conviction. I think about the story of David, David when he was with... Um, Bathsheba, you know, when he had snuck off and, you know, got with Bathsheba, got the girl pregnant and all that, and then, you know, took it a step further and, you know, got a husband killed, right? And Jonathan was like, hey, bro, that ain't right. You know, you, you know, you operate wrong. You got to, you got to repent. You got to turn to God, right? Because conviction without repentance is absolutely no good. Conviction without repentance is absolutely no good. Why? Because if you don't do something with the conviction, it has no fruit in your life. It bears no fruit in your life. Um, but if you take that conviction a step further and you repent and you go to God, then you have allowed God into that space of sin. And then God can correct everything that is uh, that is wrong about you right god can perfect that thing right he can show you the path to restoration with him and living without that sin carrying over on you uh you know that bondage of that sin whatever it may be for you he can help you be delivered from that thing but you have to give it to him right he's not gonna take it from you because if you don't want to give it to him then he like okay i i hate that for you i <laughs> i'm waiting for you but if you ain't going to give it to me, I ain't going to take it because I love you too much for that. Because I want you to come to me. I want you to realize your need for me. And repentance says, God, look, I can't do it without you. And let me tell you something. If you don't know, now you know, <laughs> like Kurt Franklin. Um, no, nah, I'm not about to do that. Pause, but Lord, don't do it. But anyways, um, let me tell you. <laughs> I lost my train of thought. Dang. Uh... Yeah, if you don't know, now you know that you cannot walk this journey, this spiritual journey without God. You can't, how, how are you going to walk with the Holy Spirit without the Spirit? You can't, you can't. How are you going to live like Christ without Christ? 
You can't do it. It's impossible. Right? It's impossible. So if you find yourself in deep conviction about a sin, do not ignore it. Go and confess that sin to God. Repent and turn from your wicked ways. Okay? And then thank God for conviction because where will we be without conviction? Um, I love y'all, man. I thank y'all. I pray that this short episode was a blessing to you. Um, it truly was a blessing to me. Um, definitely want to pray us out uh, before we close. And um, I'll see y'all in two weeks, I think. Yeah, I'll see y'all in, well, I'll see y'all in yeah, a week or two weeks. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think if I had anything else to say. Okay, that's all I got. Um, <laughs> let us go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, we come to you right now. God, we thank you. We thank you for your word, Lord God. We thank you for your presence, God. We thank you for your grace and your mercy, oh God. We thank you for being our Abba Father, God. We thank you for providing for us, for protecting us, Lord God, for guiding us, Lord God, for keeping us, Lord God. When we couldn't keep ourselves, Lord God, when life was just throwing all kind of curveballs at us, Lord God, you sustained us, God. We have such a blessed life all because of you, Lord God. I pray that we would understand, that we would um, just meditate on the fact that you are good to us, Lord God, and we are so undeserving of it, Lord God. I pray, Lord God, that when you convict our hearts, Lord God, that we would be we would have just a, a, a immediate urgency in our spirit, Lord God, to go and repent, Lord God, that we would not let that thing settle in our spirit and ignore it and push it down with the things that we have to do for the day, Lord God, but we would stop in that moment, oh God, and we would pray and we would confess, Lord God, I don't care where we are, if we're on the subway, Lord God, if we're on the bus line, Lord God, if we're in traffic, Lord God, if we're at work, Lord God, if we're on the middle of a call, Lord God, we stop, Lord God, and we confess, Lord God, because it is truly truly more important than anything in life, Lord God, for us to repent of our sin, Lord God, of those damaging things that damage our spirit, oh God, that damage our lives, Lord God. We see the effects of sin even now from over 2,000 years ago. We still are experiencing the effects of sin now, Lord God. Help us to understand just how detrimental sin is to our life, oh God. Thank you, Lord God, for saving us, Lord God. Thank you for sending your perfect and blameless son, Lord God, to die on the cross, Lord God, for our sins, oh God. Help us to remember that cross, Lord God, when we are out here living and trying to live without you, Lord God. Help us to have that vivid image, Lord God, of the cross in our mind, oh God. In the name of Jesus, God, convict our hearts, Lord God. Don't let us go on in this life of sin, Lord God. We want to live for you. We want to glorify you, Lord God. Help us. It's in your son, Jesus, Yeshua's name. I pray this prayer. Amen. Y'all be blessed. I love y'all. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode of Godly Girl Talk. I pray that something was said that spoke directly to your heart and situation. Please refer to the show notes for all the gems shared throughout the episode today. Also, be sure to check out my website at IamAGodlyGirl.com where you can explore all things Godly Girl. And lastly, please subscribe, share, rate, and review this podcast. See you next week. I love you. Be blessed. Mwah.